dreams are absolutely critical uh, if we're really going to be successful in life. The only uh, difference is you dream with your eyes wide open and not uh, while you're sound asleep only. The difference between a dream and a goal is simply a goal is a dream with a deadline. So we need to have that vision and that dream and then we need to start going through the process, the formula of working towards reaching it. Now, let me tell you what I do with my audiences on every seminar. I start by asking how many of you are honest and every hand goes up. Second question, how many of you, the day before you go on vacation, generally get more done than you normally get done in any two, three, four, or five days? Well, everybody holds up their hand. Of course I do, all right? And let me tell you why you do that. First of all, you focus on exactly what you've got to do. Second, you make a list of what needs to be done. Third, you prioritize those things as to what is important. Fourth, you get after them with a considerable amount of enthusiasm. Fifth, you accept the responsibility that if you don't do it, somebody else is going to do it. Six, you make the commitment to do it. And seventh, you become a team player. Now, if it works that well before you go on vacation, why not do it every day? Now, let me emphasize a point. By doing it every day, one of two things will happen. You'll either move up the ladder very quickly or else you will finish what you need to do much more quickly then you can use the extra time for recreation, personal growth, family time, spiritual goals, or all of the other things. Lack of time is not the problem. Lack of direction is the problem. Talk to me a little bit about goals, setting goals. How do we go about doing that? We begin uh, by writing down everything we want to be, do, or have. Let it sit for 48 hours. Then after each thing we've written down, write one word, that's why. And if we can't articulate in one sentence why we want to be, do, or have, then we eliminate that one at that time as a goal because it's just an idle thought. It's nothing sincere or serious. How can we tell uh, what we're serious about? How can, how can we really design something for our lives that's perhaps wishful thinking as opposed to reality? Well, actually, there are seven steps. You uh, look at what it is that remains on your list. And then you write down, number one, why do? You write the goal down, that's number one. Number two, why do I want to reach this goal? In other words, what will my benefits be if I reach this goal? Number three, you identify the obstacles that you'll have to overcome to get there. Number four, you spell out the people, the groups, the organizations you need to work with to get there. Number five, you identify what you need to know to get there. Number six, you devise a specific game plan to get there. And number seven, then you put the date on it. By the time you've done that, that will eliminate another 90% of all the things you've written down. And that saves you enormous amounts of time. So many people for so long have been told so many times what they cannot do. They really don't know what they can do. They have no idea what they want because they don't know what's available for them. And that's the key for them. They can see where you or anybody else could get it, but not me. The image they have of themselves, the picture they have of themselves is not that of a winner. And until we can persuade them to change the picture and show them how to change that picture, 
they're not going to set those goals because they say in their own mind, I can't get them anyhow. What's the use? That's the problem there. How can a person create a healthy self-image if perhaps they don't have a great opinion of themselves? Well, one thing they can start, my friend Joe Batten gave me this one. Uh, you list the victories you have had in your life. I mean, from the day that you can first remember, you'll be astonished to realize that a typical 25-year-old person can identify at least 200 things which they have done that have been successful, they've been victories. And then when things are not going well, they look at those and that gives them encouragement. Number two, identify the positive qualities which they have in other words, anybody can honestly say, I can be just as honest as the next guy. I can work just as hard. I can be just as enthusiastic. I can develop just as much motivation. I can become just as good as student. And anybody with these qualities has got to be that right. The way you dress even can have an impact on it. The message I try to deliver to people is play to win. Don't play to avoid loss because the things you fear the things that's going to happen to you. Set that target on something positive. Work for it. Expect it. Bobby Knight at Indiana University says the will to win is nothing without the will to prepare to win. See, everybody wants to win, but are you willing to prepare to win? One of the major points I often make is what you do off the job determines how far you go on the job. Every athlete, every actor, every singer, every entertainer knows that. Most doctors and attorneys and professionals know that. Specific example, in the typical American plant, the hourly wage earner watches 30 hours of TV a week. The person in charge of the line watches 25 hours of television a week. The foreman watches 20 hours a week. Plant superintendent watches 15 hours. The vice president watches between 12 and 15. The president watches between eight and 12, and the chairman of the board watches between four and eight hours of TV. And 50% of that time, he or she is watching training videos. Now, my question is, what would happen to that line worker who watches 30 hours a week if he were to take away 10 of those hours a week and study and plan and prepare? I guarantee you wouldn't stay on the line very long.